Material Components, Season 2, Episode 27, War Stories. Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about a galaxy of magic and the adventurers who live there. I am your humble dragon master, Mike Argoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. Heck yeah. I am happy Darn to be here. Darn tootin'. Mmm. Mmm. Uh, <laughs> hey, everybody. Wow. I am... So? <laughs> God, we're so good at these intros. I, I we're great just every time. Knock it out of the park. No, Sometimes, I yeah, <laughs> batting a thousand tonight, everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, everybody, for real. I am Olivia, and I will be playing Florian of Akalar. I am Elliot, and I will be playing Shay. I am Michael, and I will be playing Oswald Octavian Theophilus the Third. I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Amari, everyone's favorite mech pilot. Indeed. And of course, before we begin today's session, I would like to ask the same question I ask every time, and, hey me, what happened last time? Well, thanks, me. You see, last time, oh. Oracle Zero, in their role as a finder team within the Cole Foundation, had found their way to the corporate world of Asclipsis, controlled by a now defunct corporation that had been destroyed during the last great war that had consumed a large swath of the galaxy, that corporation now no longer seemed to function, leaving Asclipsis a little bit in the lurch in terms of who's running things around here. Thankfully, the Cole Foundation had been called in to help sort this out, and in doing so, they had sent their finder teams, Oracle Zero among them, onto the planet's surface in order to find the problems that needed fixing, and then fix them. Oracle Zero, of course, has a track record of finding, let us say, secret moon bases, in a certain <laughs> manner of speaking. Those moon bases... Is that is that manner of speaking literally? We literally find secret moon bases? Not anymore. We found one. We found <laughs> one secret moon base. I have a new idea for a talent, actually. <laughs> Specifically finding moon bases. What is that, knowledge or survival? <laughs> oh, I'm, it, maybe covert ops, perhaps? Weirdly <laughs> enough, it's under melee weapons. <laughs> you keep hitting until you find it. Yeah. But leastways, those secret moon bases that you've had such a track record of finding have all been controlled by one Aegis Tech Solutions, another super corporation here in the Dragon's Wake galaxy. These moon bases, only the first of which actually was originally on a moon, have all been bent towards the focus of a large-scale covert operation run and operated by Aegis Tech Solutions by the name of Project Chimera. Project Chimera has something to do with the Fae. Precisely what you've been slowly unraveling over the course of this campaign, you think it has something to do with artificial creation or adaptation or subjugation 
of digital fey creatures. The precise nature of Project Chimera overall, you're still a little uncertain of, but what evidence you've seen of the smaller branches of the project all have to do with the corruption of those digital creatures known as the Fey. Now, in all of your adventures, you've also come across the genuine article of Fey creatures and made some bargains therein that helped you discover the latest of these secret bases run by Aegistech here on the planet Asclipsis. Last time, more specifically, you finished your adventure deep underground beneath a corporate plaza, allowing you to find and access a secret metanet diving terminal that was being run by Aegis Tech Solutions. There you recovered several crates of what you determined to be trapped fey consciousnesses in data chems, small little crystalline pieces of technology that had had the essence, matter, minds, you're still not quite sure how all of this works, of these fey creatures trapped on these little pieces of gemstone and wiring. Having absconded with, I think it was five crates worth of fey creatures, you then fought your way past a series of cyborg zombies, or whatever those things were, in order to escape not only the secret corporate base, but also the planet Asclipsis itself, returning, as you almost always do, back to the Storm's Repose, the large super-vessel which nests in orbit around the planet that the Cole Foundation has been sending aid to, in this particular instance, the planet Asclipsis. Oracle Zero, you find yourselves back among the Cole Foundation now. Having smuggled your stolen fey data chems into your Delphi cave? I'm not quite sure what we're still calling it. Your own little secret moon base nestled within the confines of the Storm's Repose. A moon base can be anything. The moon is in our hearts. As we have found. The moon base was friendship we made along the way. Mm-hmm. Oswald has made no friends, so... He's here to win. <laughs> I actively lost friends. But leastways, you then came back in through the main entrance and are decompressing after making your way off the surface of Asclipsis and really just shaking off the corporate nightmare that was District 997 of Corporate Block C. Your new friend, Kala, a former employee of Praxa Group Pharmaceutical, who owned Asclipsis, or owns Asclipsis? Still a little fuzzy there. She has found her way here with you as well, seeking refuge from a life she no longer wished to have down there upon the world. There are protocols for bringing in refugees from a planet, and those strictures are going to have to be followed if you want Kala to come on board the ship in a manner that isn't sneaking. But it's something the Cole Foundation has done in the past and will do in the future. 
They're looking to help the galaxy, a galaxy that has been scarred by war. Specifically in the southern and eastern reaches of the galaxy where the Shattering, the last great war of the Dragon's Wake galaxy, has destroyed so many lives and so many worlds. The Cole Foundation is trying to be a balm on at least some of that pain. Uh, the Is there a practice of uh, employing uh, refugees taken from planets? You don't necessarily know of the exact nature of those procedures, but you know it's not uncommon for those who have nothing left to be taken in by the Cole Foundation and to find purpose in that work as well. That being said, Kala is separated from you fairly quickly to go through those processes. And that leaves the four of you disembarking from shuttle number seven, knowing full well that not far away, on another seemingly empty spire of this ship, there are crates upon crates upon crates of smuggled fey consciousnesses trapped in data chems. You are greeted warmly by those who know you as you come away from the shipping bay. Duma is overseeing the offloading of supplies and the scheduled maintenance of shuttle number seven. Tux, the large mech that is usually squat in the bay of shuttle number seven, is disembarked and brought over to its usual hangar nearby. And the four of you, you know, are expected to make a mission report in the next 26 hours. So, um, this particular, uh, where are we, by the way? Can we be in somebody's room? That's totally up to you. I was going to say, like, while I'm doing my standard running diagnostics on Tux, uh, like, Shay was going to say, like, so should we, um, you know, go meet somewhere? To talk about, we have to everything. put together our mission report. Yeah, so we should go. Yes, kind of indicating Little. down, like. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, yes, yes. That, I yes. All right, we're All right. on the same page. Yeah. Fast forward. <laughs> Uh, again, I know we're not calling it the Bad Cave, but little Oswald face. <laughs> and, and everybody's there except for Oswald, and he's yeah. at and he's he at the lost. bar, being like, "Hmm, I could have sworn this is what Shay was talking about." But uh... <laughs> no, that doesn't happen. So you all find yourselves down in the Oracle base. Oracle base is also very good. It's pretty good, yeah. Just yeah. Delphi is so funny and winky and stupid. I love it. <laughs> How about we go even uh, another level more obscure and just call it uh, Apollo base? Then I have to think about Apollo. Yeah, I... but Pithi- <laughs> I don't want to get. I don't give that fucker any more lip service than Look, he's already gotten. <laughs> Pythia was an oracle at the temple of Apollo. I'm just saying. I know. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> didn't mean I didn't mean I need to say his name. <laughs> mm. We'll call it Apollo Thirteen. And it sounds <laughs> uh, no, no, okay. definitely not. Yeah, 
No? I don't think that was used for anything else. So mm-hmm. I, don't th- I don't think so. Yeah. Well, Normally I'd have something for this, but I'm running on fumes today. So uh, okay. yeah, the You're... funny juice is fun. Yeah, we'll meet in the owl cave. It's fine. That's a different thing. <laughs> in your Delphic base, you find each other, and it is there that you reconvene, making sure you're not necessarily followed. And just to double check, we're allowed to take alcoholic drinks out of the bar? Still no. Still no. <sighs> Again, right. this and is I... why you this is why you have a sippy cup chained to the counter. Oh yeah, yes. Remember, there's the bank teller style, yeah. Oh, don't worry. I've got some mason jars full of the stuff. <laughs> they I'm don't know I'm that. sneaking it out. I guess it's a matter of no one's going to stop you doing this. It's just like why? Yeah, please, please it's been a tough couple of days. This isn't Bourbon Street. Like, what are you doing? I'm living my life. Okay. <laughs> now let's get to this thing. There's a lot that we um. Well, this might take this mission in particular might take the most amount of editing on our part. So let's be particular with the details. Really? So here's my thought. Yes. My thoughts about this one. So obviously we're leaving out the stuff that we already lied about. Yes. Um, The the chop shop thing. Uh, Mm. That's great. Uh, um, I don't think that we need to even really mention any of the stuff that happened after we were technically done with our mission, because you are putting it all on the archive anyway. Yes. And also, it wasn't part of the mission, so frankly, it's none of their business. It's true. We should probably also leave out, and I suppose this is involved with what you were just saying, but the the riot slash arson that uh, occurred. Um. We're good at helping. (laughs) Well, the arson was not our fault. Well, technically it was Amari's fault, but he couldn't have known. Hmm. What if we blame it all on Kala? Perfect. Yay. Uh, no. Kala no, exceptionally so helped. Flor- Florian has been, like, collapsed in a chair, like, almost bent, like, going all in takes a lot out of this, this big bull boy. That's uh, what oh, caffeine and, is for. And will, and will, like, when that is said is like, wait, I don't think that's a good idea. But then we'll contribute anything else. Shay is like lying down on one of the exer like the the exercise mats. <laughs> you guys should really try this twelve loco. It it keeps you upright, let me tell you. I mean He's like slightly vibrating in the chair that he's sitting in. He's no longer touching the floor. Slowly... <laughs> the chair is just slowly vibrating to the side. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Good stuff. So, uh, we are going to uh, mention that we happen to come across the house of the Unstoppable Plague uh, and helped those people. And, oh, I don't know, we met with the chair of communications we went up to the mountain facility all that stuff but nothing past that is that am i getting that correctly yeah okay Hmm. that sounds excellent and like 
So, right, we were supposed... So, the thing that we went down there to do, technically, uh, was talk to people about their problems. And we did. Mm. And so we should put some things about that in there. Low employment, (laughs) uh, unemployment. Maybe um, padded out a little bit. Padded out a little bit. Um, Mm. You know, some employees mistrusting the Fey presence. Double spaced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 11.5. Oh, it'd be it'd probably a lot better if it was 14. It'd be easier to read, honestly. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Should yeah. we change it to Florian? Comic Sans? Just kidding. No, I'm that's going to. Yeah. Florian and Shay and Kala did spend that whole like morning talking to people. We just abstracted that and didn't yeah. like, specifically discuss what we were talking about. I'm assuming that was like on, on mission stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So here's the thing I'm curious about. Whatever we report, hopefully Kala doesn't give them a different, like, story. Right? As Mike looks at the camera, smiling, yeah, just like, we... I got you, fuckers. I mean, she's, like, you know, hypothetically from a world Did he where... give us a chance to say, hey, we're going to talk to Kala before she goes away? You mean last session? Or this session. Yeah. Or the session before that. Listen. She, yeah, she's from a planet where she knows that, like, things can be, I don't know, have to be slightly political. And she's smart. She's smart. She probably knows that mentioning that we started a riot is probably not in her best interests. I hope. That <laughs> uh, yeah. she was instrumental in that. I could spend an experience point to go back in time and threaten her. No, or... no. We could no, use that XP for a different, like, tactic, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's not a uh, talent that I'm uh, proficient in, but, uh, you know. But yeah, we could spend an experience point to theoretically say, hey, by the way, don't don't tell anybody about this shit. Anybody got any narratively? I do. I have two. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, I am. (laughs) I cleaned out my 36. (laughs) Uh, But Olivia is saying that (laughs) 36. Jesus Christ. Uh, (laughs) Olivia was mentioning that it might be more narratively interesting if we don't. And actually, I was about to say, Shay, from the from the exercise, Matt. And you know what? If she does give them a different story and if or if they threaten her and she gives us up, fine, whatever. Also, fuck them. Silvaro's been trying to kill us this whole time. I'm sick of it. I'm also now, tired and I'm in a mood. What if we give them all of the details? Well, if they want the details, I suppose they could always go on the archive. Keep in mind that you know for a fact, because Mr. Zinn told you, that at least some higher-up faction within the Cole Foundation is aware of Victoria Silvaro and her disposition towards y'all. Mm. And you were given explicit reasoning as to why she was useful in the position she is currently in. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the more tabs she keeps on us, the more things she does to us, the more she exposes herself and the the company. Correct. By the same token, 
you're fairly certain that nothing that happened on Asclipsis had her hand in it. So, we managed to do just fine in the almost getting ourselves killed arena. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) we're pretty good at it. (laughs) I have hell of a coincidence, though. Coincidence is one thing. You did go out of your way to attempt to track down. Oh, we ran headfirst into it. Like that, <laughs> that we are only the ones to blame here. Yeah. Oh, I'm not trying to place blame on anybody necessarily, unless there I could find some. But, um, <laughs> we could just Mike, look for Mike's, five minutes and find somebody. Mike's point yeah, there you go. Yeah. Mike's point is a true one. Technically, our not on mission stuff is also on mission. It's just from a higher level of coal foundation. Yeah. Because remember that this mission report goes to Victoria Silvaro. Yeah. So again, yeah. we don't need to put any of that stuff in of the off off on mission mm, stuff, okay. just the on on mission stuff. That's not going to get confusing. What about uh, the yeah. on off on off off on again? mission stuff put that in there wait how did you know yeah. about my relationship with several people on this ship <laughs> always watching including axel Amandito. always watching including axel Amandito. it's who doesn't it's definitely, have a relationship with him honestly. it's definitely more of like an off 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 one because he does keep forgetting my name every time he sees me it's a bit of a turn off but then i just feel challenged you know and so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. anyway we're getting off topic <laughs> yes indeed uh The information that you leave out of this mission report, I think, is what I would like to know. Um, Definitely us are meeting with the harlot of the Unstoppable Plague Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. all of the things that happened therein. Um, Uh, Kala, how Kala came to be in our party is probably Mm -hmm. like, it's just it's just not that relevant. Sure. Yeah, um, like it. I mean, because we can illustrate the the mistrust of like the Fey on Asclepsis by certain factions very well without getting into all of the like creating a jerry rigged. Uh, yeah, we can just diving. sure we can just say that when we visited the weather station, there, the head of the weather station was very mistrustful of the Fey presence, and one of the employees wanted to leave because of this very toxic work environment. <laughs> All truth <laughs> statements, yes. Yeah, like, exactly, it's not a lie. <laughs> uh, yeah, us us um, manufacturing a riot through a lie. Um, probably leave that part out, yeah. Probably leave that yeah. part out. Or at least our involvement in it. Right, we the riot itself probably it. hard I to mean, cover up, but we were I, nowhere near it. Actually, hey, listen. Actually, yeah, this illustrates our point very well. There yeah, was a riot was... as we left about like job expectations and them not being met, and then we just left, don't. and then we just hope that they don't do any background info or that Kala covered her tracks. Kala would have a vested interest in not divulging the exact nature of all of that as well. Yeah. yeah. 
And also, obviously, all of the stuff about the illegal purchasing of floor plans, mm-hmm. uh, the mm-hmm. theft mm-hmm. of a car, uh, the breaking and entering and theft of a car. Yeah. <laughs> uh, although we didn't really steal it because we don't have it anymore. That's that that's how theft works. No, that is uh, still theft. It is still theft. But in fact, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm a lawyer, and that is you cannot be prosecuted if you don't have the money and or goods that you stole. Your Honor, I did not steal that car. It's in the river. How could I have stolen it? <laughs> I am nowhere near the river currently. I'm nowhere near the river. Look, um, I'm right here with you. Well, in our case, the car. <laughs> The car is fine. It's just on the street somewhere. Nobody was no, driving it a, anyway. You guys are front. you guys are so lucky that I, my anxiety is too high generally to do any crime because I'm, I'm being hundred percent serious right now. Um, victimless crime. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Leave all that out. Sure. So um, basically, your mission report seems to be a basic overview of what you discovered in District Nine Nine Seven excluding anything about the Aegis Tech black site. Yes. Basically, anything involved in that. And the... Oh, yeah. So that would include the meeting with the harlot. Absolutely. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because we already lied about that, so we have to make sure that we're uh, keeping track of that. Not only did you lie about it, you ensured via going all in that it would not impact your mission in any way, shape, or form. So... So we have Con- to double down. Consider yourselves gotten away with that scot-free. Thanks. It was early in the mission, but uh, well worth Totally it. worth it. Yeah. <laughs> also uh, going yeah. long term. Yes. Okay. Well, after that discussion and typing up that mission report, you can send it off to Operations Director Silvaro. Normally, how this would work was you would send off your mission report, and then you would wait for your next mission. That next mission never comes. You don't know why, but in the next two phases, months, that occur, Oracle Zero has never assigned another mission that brings you planetside. You could requisition a shuttle to go back down onto the planet for any reason you might want, but... The specifics of why you would need to go down there would be your own. If there's an inquiry about why you're not receiving any new mission updates, you're brushed aside, told that other finder teams are working on it. You'll get a mission when it comes. Two phases pass in this manner. During that downtime, you can make your way aboard the ship conduct training, talk to individuals, have scenes that you might want to play out. But by the end of those two months, two phases, the Cole Foundation will leave Asclipsis. It took days and weeks of lawyers and bureaucrats, pencil pushers of every shape and size to come together and figure out precisely how to sort out Asclipsis's problems. But the Cole Foundation is successful here on this planet. Praxagroup Pharmaceutical doesn't exist anymore, but the Praxa Consortium of Asclipsis, reborn 
on this world, its directorship reestablished, the governing bodies organized and brought to heel under a new suite of directors from different corners of the planet, would eventually reestablish themselves here on Asclipsis. Can I uh, submit a patent? Or no, no, sorry, uh, a, a uh, not a patent. Uh, uh, oh shit! Uh, I want to submit uh, basically a request uh, that can be uh, signed by by whoever wants to. Petition. But what's that? Petition. petition. Thank you. A petition. Wow, what a very long way to describe a petition. Uh, a piece of paper. <laughs> a piece of paper. Identifying what people, I want, and people can sign it. With many signatures to rename this planet, uh, since it's no longer owned by uh, Praxa Pharmaceuticals, Theophilus. You get one, so, signature. one signature yeah. besides your own. So, so, and it's from Axel Amandito, who thinks he's giving you say, a yes, an autograph. An autograph. That counts as five signatures. <laughs> Look at the curves. It also takes up five spaces. It's actually just an X with a little cartoon gun next to it. So fucking cool. Yeah, everyone knows who it is because everyone has his signature. It's also very easy to forge. <laughs> I've stolen his identity so many times. So, Oracle Zero, over this two-month downtime period, what do you want to have accomplished? Are, a, a question. Mm-hmm. Are the negotiations and, like, like how the government structure of this planet are is being worked out, is that not necessarily, like, public? Like, I don't think there'd necessarily be like public forums but is there some sort of sense about how that's going in the next two months absolutely it's heavily reported on and if you access the local news feeds that become rather more public in the coming weeks it seems as though the breakdown of the praxinet is part of this negotiation allowing the free flow of information to and from asclipsis is some kind of linchpin that uh, the Cole Foundation helps to negotiate within all of this. And it seems as though there is almost an upsetting amount of democracy that happens on this planet. It is bureau chiefs reporting numbers to their section heads, who then in turn report opinion polls to their branch managers, who in turn report a percentage tally to their uh, corporate liaison leads of the different branch management uh, associated head groups, which in turn then help form a new directorship based on a average tally of personal opinion. Still less complicated than the current uh, American electoral system. No, I checked out like 45 minutes ago when you started that sentence. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot of poll work. It's a lot, a lot of... Is there electoral colleges? Kind of? In the the form of division (laughs) heads? You just got primary. Primary. But what ends up 
coming down is that the, the corporate structure of this planet is too ingrained to be completely discarded. A lot of the features of this world and the way that it works is just almost on automatic. So getting rid of it wholesale would be too disruptive uh, is what the decision ends up becoming. Yeah. So effectively what this planet is doing is becoming an LLC, renaming itself and becoming a new Praxa consortium. And you said that communication, uh, like Praxnet, does start to break down, and like communication between the ship and planet side are is possible, or not so much. Praxnet effectively stops existing, at least in terms of a global scale. Like your grandmother uh, deciding to be a poll officer, <laughs> Florian becomes very, very invested in the planet side government structure and is like on Twitter every day of the next two months. Just like, I okay. What's your influence die? That's a D6. Okay. Florian single-handedly introduces the idea of unions onto Asclipsis and changes the face of the globe going forward. Yay! Yes! yes. Oh, oh, my big, beefy boy! Nice! Yes! You don't know exactly what the long-term ramifications of that will be. It's not as though the unions are forming before your eyes, but there are, there, there are whispered talks. It's, it's literally just like nobody knew what that was uh-huh. on the planet. <laughs> they didn't know it was it. possible. Yeah, you, you couldn't you couldn't search for it on on Praxinet. Right. Yeah. Have a result. Was exactly. Like, it was a it was a blocked uh, blocked search onion. term. It just yeah. it just came up with that uh, like a, a space fantasy version of that Delta ad that was like, why pay union dues when you can buy an <laughs> Xbox? Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, what? Yep. That was a real thing. We'll get. We'll talk I'll, about it later. I'll, yeah. Okay. I'll send it we to you. can't get into it now. <laughs> I will die. No, this is what the podcast is about now. <laughs> I mean, so after recovering from going all in, mm-hmm. Shay begins Operation Fay rehoming. Mm-hmm. Homeward found? Homeward Fay? Home, homeward? No, there's nothing there. Bridge to Terabithia? Oh. <laughs> Urge to Terabithia is very good. <laughs> Might be taken. <laughs> Might be taken. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Call of the Feywild. Call of the Feywild. Operation Call nice. of the Feywild. We got Ooh. it. Very good. Ooh. Pack oh, it up, that. everyone. Look at, look at that. I just got an email saying it's a cease and desist. Better, uh, huh? Weird. From the ghost of Jack London? Yep. Yeah. 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 My Fine. Fine. Around the world in 80 phase. <laughs> also very good, because it might take that long. Um, uh, around the metanet in 80 phase. Uh, so what does that entail? I don't know what you're asking. Okay, so we have approximately Lots. whatever like 35 times 5 is. Math. No. No, 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 no is it more? Yeah, it's more. more than that. Yeah. Like a lot. Because each box contained multiples of those trays that you found. And each of those trays you found had... Had 35. Yeah. Okay. So we're looking at like... 
a lot, like hundreds, at least like thousands, like 70. at least a thousand. Easy. Okay, so this is gonna take a while. Um, long term project. Long term project. Olivia, you seem very excited about something. I have, I have thoughts about that, which mm. is that we should probably not just release them onto the oh. ship. Well, no, not the ship. Like they, so okay. Again, right? This is part of setting this up. So mm-hmm. the Fae live in the meta net. Yes. And the meta net's everywhere, except in the places where it's not. Correct. <laughs> like the internet. <laughs> so if I were to like plug them into a meta diving terminal, mm-hmm. they would just be in the meta net, which is everywhere except in the places that it's not. Imagine, if you will, the opening scene from Jurassic Park, where you have a large containment unit Mm -hmm. in which multiple people are very concerned about where what's in that containment unit is going to go and end up. Okay, so I just have to make sure that nobody falls into it and that there's some structure in the back of it to keep it pushed against... The, uh, the the opening of the cage. <laughs> and Can having you create a program to jettison them to specific parts of the metanet? That's possibly kind of what I was yeah. The the larger concerns you might have about letting loose Fay into the Storm's Repose systems is definitely a big one. Especially considering okay. it's difficult to determine the exact nature of the Fey that is contained on each of these data chems. Okay. It could range from anywhere between those chaotic little gremlins who you've mm-hmm. been told about mm-hmm. to a servile pixie of some kind, all the way to a member of a she court who is by and large a sapient creature. Right. So my next thought, because it's always my next thought, mm-hmm. is am I going to have to like find a she and ask for help with this? If you want to, that is within your purview. Right. Whether or not it is something that needs to be done is, I think, up to you. Well... The way that I was thinking about it is that, again, thousands of Fae. Mm-hmm. There could be anyone in here. Oh, yeah. So if there is somebody from a, from like the actual court of one of these, uh, what are they called? The High She? Yes. Um, yeah. So if there is somebody, okay, what I, sorry, if there's someone important missing from one of these courts, mm-hmm. like, hey, we managed to, <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we got some boys on, on We got on some here. folk. Well, and it's like, right, okay, yeah. Would you it like some tech- kidnap Faye? Well, we but just again, found- right, <laughs> no, but like, right, it's like, hey, Aegis Tech Solutions is doing all this shitty stuff, including kidnapping a bunch of Faye. We managed to save some. How do we, like we need to get them out of here? 
and that benefits you. Hmm. Well, we hope. We, we hope. We hope. We we could eventually do that, perhaps, because just us telling them that Aegis Tech solutions. I mean, they could believe us, but they don't. They're not. Well, we have your footage just, as well. Well, that's that's what I'm saying is throughout these two weeks or two months, uh, I am going to be finalizing at least an article to post with some video footage elements. I think for this, it'll specifically be about Esclipsis. Um, I don't have enough to like introduce a broader picture, but uh, hmm. right. But yeah, so if we were to post that, then then they would at least be aware that it's something that happened. Yeah. Take a long time. But you could also go kind of the other way around and create a in Delphi. I, I'm just going to start calling it that and hope that it mm-hmm. catches mm-hmm. sticks. Um, you have like a locked down, you know, computer yeah. so that it's not just releasing them onto the storm's repose system um, yeah yeah and you like could a, just a see network. see if there's anyone interesting and important in there and if they can help negotiate yeah that's i and guess say, that's kind of hey listen let's make a them. deal and our our gift to you is that we didn't leave you to be fucking burned alive yeah sort burns alive. I don't know. I don't know if that's necessarily a gift is hey, we saved you so we could get a deal out of it. We saved you. Well and it's not that's that's not necessarily yeah, it's true. I mean, but that you you don't have to say those things like right off the bat. I I feel like you could have a conversation first potentially. Yeah. I my my well if I want to leave with that. End goal was is there a way that I could basically do what Olivia said is like figure out who's in what and like figure out how to help or whatever. That would take some work. Yeah. If that's Which, what you want to devote your time to, you can absolutely yes. do that. Yeah. To use Mike's Jurassic Park analogy, you must create a Jurassic Park and then fill it with all of the fey that we found, and then we can slowly release them into the wild one by one. I have been listening to the go Jurassic wrong. Park theme song since Mike said that, so that's um, appropriate. Well, I that's, gotta find that's a good bad I think, idea. I think there's a there's a Midrian on the Storm's Repose named uh, Dennis Nedry, um, and he seems like a really good fit for this yeah. kind of thing. So I might mm-hmm. ask for his help. <laughs> And like severely underpay him, yeah. Can, <laughs> so that he betrays me later. <laughs> can there be a point during these two months where uh, Shay uh, looks at this park that they have created oh. and say, "They do move in herds." They do move in herds. <laughs> Shay looking at a fae. This thing doesn't live in a swamp. <laughs> Oof. Shay, sorry, I got to do one more. Shay haggard at the bar. <laughs> Uh, looking at Oswald. You see, the Fey are pack hunters. <laughs> and today cool. they are out in force. <laughs> Clever girl. So if you want to devote time to meticulously going through every 
data cam you recovered and attempt to catalog the captured fey? Yeah. Okay, that's a thing. What is your aether tech die at? My aether tech die is at 1d6. Do you have any specializations that uh, might have, help? I mean, hacker voice I'm in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because again, the trick here is very much don't let these things out. Right. Until you know what's in them. Right. So, so you just have to create a closed loop and then you're you're okay. A lot of this is going to be you creating a system that you might observe these fey in without accidentally letting them loose onto a broader network. It's a Unix system. <laughs> I know this. <laughs> this is the whole episode. Me making Jurassic Park jokes. <laughs> I knew I was opening a door, more like a large double-doored gate, uh, when I introduced this. Gotcha. But <laughs> Mike, Mike was like, it'll be fine, unless they've learned how to open doors. <laughs> Which is impossible. Okay, so you are devoting time to that. Awesome. Yes. Any other scenes uh, involving that that you necessarily want to have happen? Not necessarily. I think that it takes its toll on Shay. Okay. Is probably the most uh, obvious thing that happens outside of this. Mm -hmm. Is that they are devoting a lot of their time to this. So they're probably... They probably go from their room to Delphi to the bar and in that order every okay. day. Oswald. Yes. You had said you are organizing an article to be published on yes. the archive pertaining to what? What was found on Asclipsis, I suppose. Um, so specifically, uh, Leaving out sort of the greater implications of Project Chimera, just like what we specifically saw mm. uh, and the kinds of things that uh, are being practiced by this company. Mm -hmm. So uh, it is a spotlight on Aegis Tech specifically then? Uh, I suppose it is, yeah. Okay. And what footage are you including? So, uh, I imagine there's a, there's a whole process involved, uh, for one, because of how the archive operates, uh, a level of anonymity is important. Mm -hmm. Um, so it, it, it's basically a process of decrypting the information in a way that can be, uh, later encrypted by somebody, uh, namely the editor within uh, the archive um, so that the information can pass safely. There will be some footage, uh, like actual video footage uh, included. However, I will leave out any uh, footage that has the faces of the people I am obviously working with. Okay. It'll take some careful editing, but I can, I can edit that stuff out. Is there anything in particular you want to have a focus on? Whether it be the metadiving terminals, the evidence of captured fey, the cyborg zombies? 
Uh, I would say probably the meta diving terminals and the captured Fey, um, seeing as Oswald spent most of his time in that room. So That's it makes very sense. true. Yeah. While editing this footage, there would definitely be some 28 days later shit at the end of that reel where Oswald's just like breathing hard and looking around very quickly as there's these quick cuts of these horrific cyborg things charging down a hallway and attacking you and your friends. Fucking Cloverfield up in here. Yeah. It's some very much like shaky cam action movie horror stuff at the end of this reel. And not just because Oswald is vibrating at any given moment. (laughs) That certainly doesn't help. Yes. Okay. And how long do you think you spend putting all of this together? I mean, honestly, there isn't, like, obviously a a due date or anything. Nope. Um, So... He'll spend as much time. It's kind of like the uh, the slinky sort of analogy. You use as much time as you have, and so I think he uh, edits and and meticulously sort of fine tunes it over the span of the two months. Okay. It's like it's like it's done within the first week, but then we don't we continue to not get a mission, and so he just edits and re-edits. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, that that is perfect. All right. Amari. That's me. You certainly have the least direction, I suppose, coming off of this mission. Shay is dealing with their Fae stuff. Oswald is trying to craft the Pulitzer Prize winning article he's chasing. And Florian is... Attempting to introduce some chaos onto the planet you just left. Because that's what the that's what they need. They need more. <laughs> they just, do just... need unions. They need somebody who's gonna represent them. What if they get the wrong representatives? Hot. Like so quick cut, there are definitely uh we don't have to roleplay them, but there are definitely nights where Amari and Florian just end up at the bar, like, arguing about fucking politics stuff. <laughs> and what it is, what it winds up being a lot is, um, uh, Amari going, like, I agree with you. I agree with you. And then you're, and, and Florian's like, no, you don't understand. No, like, you what, don't like, get it, no, though. No, it's no like... I, I get it. I do. I 100%. <laughs> We talk about sports or something. (laughs) And Shay's just staring off into the distance, shoving nachos into their mouth. Yeah. 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 At least once you catch Shay, just not stopping at the nachos, just like grabbing the cheesy paper on the bottom and stuffing that into their (laughs) mouth at the end. These chips taste funny. Going to bed now. <laughs> but Amari, mm-hmm. sitting and thinking is not something Amari Kelrakasa takes too kindly. No, no, he, he needs to do something. Um, and going to like the the shooting range or just having downtime is not his favorite thing to do. Mm. You can't um, help yeah. but start to dwell on the past when given too much time to think. You have 
memories of the war, and some of them are not nice. Some of them are very not nice. Again, you can't help when a loud sound kicks on somewhere in the storm's repose, when somebody drops something suddenly, or a light turns on suddenly. You can't help sometimes, but have that flash, that crawling itch that worms its way across your synapses as you're brought back suddenly to those last terrible hours on Minos. The sky shaking as gods did battle above your head. But there are better memories that you can draw on to give you strength. Memories of the Golden Mane, that battalion of fighters led by you, put together maybe as a token force at first to appease the Minosian higher-ups that Vast Plane was pulling its weight in the war. The idea of a mobile infantry unit made mostly of mech pilots of the different classifications is a novel idea, something that the Minosian Admiralty would have scoffed at if not for the effectiveness that the Golden Mane showed time after time. Obviously, you made your fame in that singular moment in which there just happened to be a film crew present for when shit hit the fan. But even before that, there were rough days, and there were good days, and there was hard fighting, but there was also camaraderie. There were individuals whose lives were in your hands, but also whose life you would also put in their hands. You can't help but wonder where some of those people are now. Some of them you know didn't walk away. Countless comrades left across dozens of worlds, not least of which at the end on Minos. But you have at least a dozen names that you know are still, presumably, somewhere out there. What's one or two people who were old war buddies? Uh, the Joker in me, uh, and not that's not, you know, TM, the Joker, um, but, uh, you know, I wanted to be like, you know, it's like oh a, yeah, there's Kyle. The <laughs> Mari like, becomes the Joker. What? No, 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 no so, just like, so read what's I, crack a joke. So I went the other way, and Mike said, oh, war buddies, and then you said the Joker, I was like, is the Joker one of your war buddies? Uh-huh, yeah, he's really You don't know how I got job. these scars? See, I, and I yeah, just think- I know how you got the scars, I was there when you got them. <laughs> I just think Joker from Mass Effect, and that's much better, because that's Seth Green. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> He'd be a great pilot. Thinking, He'd kick ass. I was thinking Joker from Persona 5, so. mm -hmm. All of them. All how the many Jokers, other Jokers yeah. do we know? <laughs> But well, what about Midnight Tokers? <laughs> ah. Smokers? Hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I don't need necessarily as... specifics, but like, who were the, like, one or two that stick out as like, these were the squad mates? There would be the, like, Amare's old, like, uh, engineer. Mm -hmm. Um, that would, that would still be around. Um, that like after after everything ended would be just like they're done they're they're totally done um other than that there'd probably be a few 
uh, of the, I'm trying to remember what the, the large classification of, of mechs were. The Seraphs? Uh, yeah, it'd be a couple uh, uh, of them. Uh, if I remembering my notes properly for like backstory stuff, there's a pair of twins. Um, you don't have this information, Mike. This is all me. Mm-hmm. There's a pair of twins uh, that uh, piloted Seraphs. Mm. And they were good pilots? Oh, yeah. And they They'll made it through? Well with others, yeah. Any others that uh, pop to mind? Archetypes that made up the golden mane? Mm. Not any that Amari would still be, like, wanting to talk to a lot. There, mm. I'm sure. Sh- there are probably a few that are still out there, but not none that would be like, hey, let's go grab a drink or, or like still talking to. Mm-hmm. How many were total edge lords? Which is just just Axel Amandito used to be uh, like the <laughs> latrine guy, actually. Mm, um, gotcha. Yeah. Something that you would have slowly discovered over the course of your months Ooh, excuse me, uh, working under the Cole Foundation is you're fairly confident Axel Amandito did not serve during the shattering. Sounds about right. If, if he did, he didn't serve the Dominion. Cool. You're fairly certain he's not from Vastplane, the Leon homeworld. You don't quite know where he's from. He's got a bit of a mysterious background, honestly. That's part of the attraction. Ugh. But there are other faces and names. The twins, obviously. Old Gus, the engineer. His name's not Gus. I'm just. <laughs> it could be Mike. <laughs> and and the twins, older Gus and super old Gus. <laughs> You're dealing with some Muppet shit wait, here with old Tom, wait. really old Tom, and dead Tom. <laughs> but the- you sh- you're sure the twins aren't Mungo Jerry and, and Rumble Teaser? Are you positive? <laughs> yes. Mm, I was thinking. Fake. I was thinking their names were Tom Tim and Tim Tom Toboggan. Uh, can How we stop referencing games that? that our listeners literally have no knowledge oh, of? Oh, because I was going to make a Bob Newhart show joke, so that would also <laughs> alienate him pretty good. It's Daryl yeah. and his other brother Daryl. <laughs> But leastways, these individuals come to mind now and again. Brief asides of wondering how they're doing, where they are in the galaxy. You know, there has been a lot of talk of the vast plane hegemony bringing people, experienced people, on board to help create this new dominion that they're backing. But... That's not necessarily something you think these particular members of the Golden Main might have been a part of. You know for damn sure that anyone who walked away from Minos probably has nothing to do with politics these days. You don't live through something like that and still want to be a part of the system that made it. But as you dwell on these memories, there's at least one battle that comes to mind. It happened early in the war, before the excesses of the Khanis Empire became commonplace. Before worlds began 
becoming wastelands of glass and ash under the raining fire of the Imperial Magi. When you still thought this was a war to stop the expansionistic efforts of that empire into territory that the Minosians claimed was rightfully theirs. Before it became very clear that the leaders of Minos had some kind of death wish in all of this that you still to this day don't really understand. Is that this battle on a world whose name you've forgotten at this point? It was easy to go into a fight against armed soldiers on the other side. It's easy when you have several inches of polysteel surrounding you with crystalline shard launchers and etheric battering rams at your arms and at your disposal. It's harder when the individuals on the other side don't have that at their disposal. Just something in the back of your brain telling you that it's not right, that what you, the weapon you're using shouldn't necessarily be used on exposed flesh. Hitting an enemy tank, hitting an enemy ship, hitting an enemy mech, that comes easy. But crushing an enemy soldier with a barrel fist? There's something wrong about that. Not every soldier saw it that way, though. Early on in the Golden Main, before it became the darling of the Dominion's eye early in the war, before your great breakout in popularity, as it were. There were those among your squad who maybe took the fact that they were armored and your enemy was not with a little too much joy. Ones who enjoyed the disparity of arms. One in particular, maybe, who maybe took to the violence a little too much. Every army, every armed group has individuals like this who maybe take to the violence, who are just looking for an excuse and an outlet. Good commanders know how to spot these sorts of people, how to weed them out. And this was a weed that you pulled yourself. This was an individual who did not last long in the Golden Mane, whose behavior was a little distasteful. And if you're going to be a highlight, a example of what Vastblain brings to the table, you don't want soldiers like this one being in the public eye. The soldier was a Leon, but other than that, what did they what did they look like? How did they act? This weed that Amari pulled. Um they acted somewhat in a similar fashion to Amari. Uh, pretty headstrong, um, very confident in their own abilities because they were good at what they did. And their skills would be better suited in a different position. I like to think of the Golden Mane as something not so much a, a uh, an active force to go out and stomp things, but more of a defensive posture. It, more often than not, 
Um, and no matter what the situation was, this uh, individual made it not about the team, more about them uh, and fulfilling their needs, which always resulted in them being on their own, not part of like, not part of like the, I, I use a, a lion thing, the pride, I guess. Um, but they, they, they would be young and very, very headstrong. Younger than Amari? Yeah. Like, probably shouldn't be in a position of power at that age with saddled with that much responsibility. But when the war is happening, you know, you take good at this, sign them up. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what do they look like? What's a description? More on the, I think I described Amari as very, a very typical, like tawny lion Mm -hmm. uh, color. Um, This one would be more of like an ash, a more uh, like a desaturated. Mm hmm. Not much of uh, of a mane, really, to show that they are significantly younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a, a very a wide tooth grin all the time. And did this person have a name that comes to mind, or a call sign? I mean, we could call them if we're going by the like the Alpha Bravo that call signs. They'd be Tango. Okay. And when Tango's predilection for opportunistic offensive maneuvers became a little too much, that maybe the camp of enemy soldiers destroyed and routed prior to the day's engagement that you knew was coming, the fact that they were found destroyed while they slept that a preemptive strike was deemed necessary was maybe the line that Tango crossed. Of course, this was before planets were turned to glass. This was before the Empire showed their true stripes as the monsters that the Eastern Reach knows them to be now, before they let the Magus off the leash. But at that time, in that place, it seemed wrong. So Tango didn't make it to Minos, didn't make it to the end of the war, but for all you know, they're still out there. One last little thorn in the lion's paw. People don't approach Amari Kelrakasa when he has that look in his eye, when he's sitting at the Blue Giant thinking about these sorts of things. Hum will pass you drinks, however many you want, but... In the months that pass where you don't have a mission, there are definitely some attempts at connection that humming the songs of Stars Long Dead tries to make with you. Hum is a friendly sort. They're an air akasi contained within their suit, little wisps of air coming out of valves to move objects or interact with the world. They're friendly enough, but they weren't there. They don't get it. Other friendly faces like Master Chief Petty Officer Jephethi Olympius Marius Harkin Seventh, Friendly enough in his way. A prince among men, of course. 
And ogres. But Jeff wasn't there either. He doesn't know. The commander, though. Barka Thorne. The Lycan woman who you've interacted with a couple of times. She won't talk to you about it. But occasionally, a pod hand of hers will clap you on the shoulder in passing as she moves past you along the bar. And she'll nod a knowing nod. She was there. She knows. You don't need words to express that. Two whole months pass in this fashion. Are there any other scenes that anyone wants to have happen? Um, I'd like to be Axel Amandito in a one-on-one uh, either dance competition or basketball game. It's it, it, We can play half-court. It's fine. Mm. Not, not volleyball? Not beach volleyball? It's hard to do. Uh, there's no sand up here. I just everything you are is Top Gun. <laughs> I know. Hey, hey, just so you know, I looked. I looked for a a, a jumpsuit kind of thing for me to wear to our, our recent holiday bash so oh I could God. just be <laughs> just be Tom Cruise. <laughs> Christ. <sighs> well, two Tom Cruises because he's very short, so I'd stack Tom Cruises yeah. on top of himself. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't actually want to do that. Okay. I. Well, I. Less of a specific scene and more of just like a. I don't know. The. Uh, a time lapse dot mm-hmm. is, I think, with Shay spending so much time in Delphi. And I imagine, I don't know if Oswald does his video video editing in his room, or would he also, like, move more of his stuff to, like, his lab section down in... It seems like that would be a more secure place to do it. I just imagine that this place becomes, like, much more lived in. Mm, mm-hmm. um, I... I texted Elliot sort of as a joke but I'm but I, it's not a joke anymore because I'm making it canon that like Florian it, you know there's again just like there's a lot of late nights arguing with Amari at the bar there's also plenty of Florian you know wandering into Delphi at like one in the morning and Shay is like feverishly typing and Florian is just like here is coffee for you you <laughs> absolute maniac um and there's like eventually like a little uh like couch gets moved down there for like Shay to sleep on when they can't make it back to their room and like I don't know I, th- I just imagine it becomes much more of like a communal space over these next two months of us because we're not we just don't have that much time on the ship normally Sure. It's true. Something you discover about that place is that it is incredibly customizable. Like you discovered with the kind of training facilities there, the walls and ceilings and uh, a lot of the, the floor space can be adapted and changed to suit your needs. So making individual rooms and possibly secluded places or even creating more of a cohesive structure to those places totally within the realm of possibility. Because as of right now, it is a very open floor plan kind of a space. 
Yeah, I think I think that that's part of the two months too. Is that Florian, Florian at least, like sort of adapts. There's like maybe a little, uh, like not not reading nook, but like little kind of cubically desk area that's like I don't know tucked away for him to write in. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Now, what if I said I did want to have a really awesome volleyball montage? I'm just curious. You should. I would say that that is absolutely within the realm of possibility. There is a very active sports community here on the (laughs) Storm's Repose. Now, whether or not you can go toe-to-toe with Axel Amandito, I mean, he is still in Finder Team Hyper Alpha, and they are actively working to help people on the planet, so he's a little busy. That doesn't exist. Actually, hyper alpha. I don't. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. Um, but did they get talked to, to about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. That's what everybody calls it. Amari mm. submits like five anonymous complaints. Yeah. <laughs> a day. <laughs> they, it's weird. They all come from the bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the pneumatic. Like, and, and at like two in the morning. Yeah. Drunk texting complaints. Stupid asshole. Hyper Alpha is not even a. I almost slipped into a girl voice. (laughs) Hyper Alpha is not even a goat. Hyper Alpha is not even a No, I don't want Uh, to have a volleyball montage. Okay. I'll save that. You should, though. You should. I got to save it for when when I know I can beat him. Mm. I mean, I know I can beat him now, but, you know, like. But isn't it more dramatic if you lose and then have to, like, work your way back up Rocky style? Uh, Mari is not concerned with the dramatics. Only (laughs) only results. Fair enough. It's just the the montage is of him in the training facility portion of Delphi practicing his setting. Uh, with the mech, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. mech volleyball! Hell yeah! Ooh yeah! That's definitely a new anime a coming next somewhere. Yeah. I would watch galaxy. that anime. Yeah, I, yeah, that would be high so Q dope. in space. Yeah, dog. <laughs> TM, TM, TM. TM, TM, wait. <laughs> Gundam Spike, I'm there. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mike, you've mentioned a few things that we get out of the requisitions of uh, of the ship. Mm. What, it, what, what are the kinds of things we can get? Obviously, basic supplies, uh, you know, but... See that this is where my mind is going because if there is a grappling hook, there has to be other sort of weird esoteric uh, aether tech. You can spot. requisition whatever you want. Whether or not it's on hand is another matter entirely. What about a magnetic tether of sorts? Now, what do you mean by that? So it's actually two devices uh, that will that you can latch onto two separate things, and it create it can either create a magnetic pull towards each other or it will push them away depending on which setting it's on yes but it wouldn't be magnets it would be etherics ah yes that makes sense uh that's cool though uh i basically i'm i'm playing around with with things that i can bring along with missions to sort of figure out like 
uh, obviously playing around with emerald aethite um but as well as other sort of which do you return that to the requisitions office oh yeah yeah okay yeah yeah i want to be able to check out more later so Mm -hmm. uh yeah with the requisitions office what you discover and what oswald might (laughs) i mean you didn't exactly make the greatest first impression to the requisitions officer you know, we do what we can. She's she's not a fan of Oswald Octavian Theophilus the Third, to say the least. Oh, well, that's a common opinion. Of but him, so. she doesn't seem to be a, th- a fan of anyone. So yeah, and that uh, Oswald is never phased by this. He's he still treats her as if they are very good friends. Mm-hmm. But that being said, if you start asking around for weirder and weirder stuff. She would eventually just hand over a manifest and just say, this is what we have. Look through it. That's what we have. If you need something that's not on that list, you can ask for it and I will requisition it because I am the requisitions officer. I requisition things. Oh, well, thank you. This will be very convenient. (sighs) Do you do... uh is it is it like a tablet or or is it information or is it a, f- a physical book that she is uh or uh, or I guess it would be a list of uh It is a data cam that you can <laughs> plug into your data pad and it is just a list basically a a word document <laughs> or a spreadsheet uh, just, I should say I'm I'm waiting for it to download onto onto the uh onto my specs uh so just out of curiosity, the oh my god, you're still data- here! Yes, I am still here. Believe it or not, but the largest data chem that you've ever that that we have access to. How much storage are we talking? At least fifteen hundred zettabytes. Oh, that's that's, that's, that's we have bad. a large Orkish made. Storage containment unit. It's okay. a little clunky, not as little bigger than those thumbsticks you're used to. Well, they, they do in a pinch. <laughs> but it's made to download everything from a planetary database to save the information of a world, if needs be. Very interesting. Wow. Uh, do you and, want and one? Where is that? Uh, yes, uh, of course. Right now. Uh, well, as soon as is, as is convenient for you. We can have one shipped to your room in mere moments. Okay, yes, let's do that. All right, and what is the reasoning for this requisition? Mostly curiosity. I'd love to just fiddle around with it for a bit. Okay. And she'll so, like, put her data pad down and stare mm-hmm. at you. And again... Riza, the requisitions officer, is a, a woman of middle age, short, cropped hair, shaved on one side. Her legs are in braces of some kind of etheric nature. You think they aid in mobility? And she will place the data pad down. Her eyes are closed for a long second. She will breathe deeply. And when she breathes out, her eyes will open and she will look down at you and say, We are running a very large 
aid organization here. The mm. requisitions that I am in charge of are meant to help those that the Coral Foundation are trying to aid. Mm. And you would like the largest data containment unit that we currently possess so that you may fiddle around with it. Yes. Uh, As so many words, yes. Request denied. Uh, well, shot in the dark, I suppose. <laughs> ah. What kind of specific purpose would be necessary for me to requisition this item? She will just blink, stare up into the middle distance for a long moment, stare back down at you. Would you look at that? The requisitions office is closing oh, five minutes ago. Apologies, oh. but you'll have to come back tomorrow. Oh, well, I'll see you bright and early. Have a good rest. Uh-huh. And he goes off to drink. And the camera holds on Riza for a long moment. She will stare <laughs> after Oswald. She will, like, glance over to one of the little requisition droids that grab boxes out of the large warehouses that she maintains. And she'll just say, what are you looking at? And the robot will scuttle away. <laughs> Shay, any scenes? Or are you a recluse for two months? Yeah, I like. I think it gets to a point, and actually, I think that this is this is where my one d six in covert ops and my uh, upping my careful dice, my careful tactic comes in. Is that um, Faye becomes very good at getting down to Delphi and back up without like really being noted like is very good at being secretive about it mm -hmm. it's really a lot easier to like get a lot more done if you just never leave I that's also part like of it three months yeah <laughs> wow. but i do think that it gets it does probably get to a point because shay like right up until this point is has been like a huge social butterfly and like you know very visible on the the ship in general and so like i think maybe like i don't know rumors start to go like what's like it's not really shame mm -hmm. there's definitely a few people that ask after shay's whereabouts well they have mono <laughs> axel is not one of them yeah <laughs> but no one makes a big stink about it necessarily. Yeah. But it's it's definitely noticeable. Sure. The let's say noticeable absence is mostly picked up by one uh Master Chief Petty Officer, Jeff the Olympius Marius Harkin the Seventh. I love this world that you've created for us to play in, Mike. <laughs> Jeff would ask after Shay's vanishment, essentially. Probably to Florian. Uh, as That's he's... where the Shay as mono thing starts. <laughs> <laughs> he just he can't think of anything and is just like they have mono. And then leaves. And Jeff would just be standing there going Oh, Okay, um, right. 
at a certain point, Shay, you would be actually stopped in the hallway on one of the few occasions that you left Delphi, and Jephethi would come up to you out of the blue, saying that he spoke to Dr. Naboda, and that if you want, there is a pretty reasonable series of treatments to help you with what's going on. (laughs) Yeah? I mean, I don't want to, like, pry, but, I mean, it seems like it's really getting you... I mean... So, I know it can be embarrassing at times. Lord knows I've been... uh, had to deal with a lot of you know, back on Garbor, there's a lot more, like, social impropriety about, like, how one presents oneself. But out here in the galaxy, and it's a lot more, um... I'm not trying to... But just, you know... What What do you think I have going on? Well, Florian said that you were, um... Sick. That's why you haven't been around lately. Oh. What, sick with what? Well, no judgment, obviously. Uh, again, uh, it's a lot of cultural differences. Yeah. Mono, apparently. And I had to look that up, because it's not a, you know, ogres, we don't really get diseases, really. Yeah, no, that's what I like about you a lot. Um, no, um... Florian must have misheard. I have been definitely uh, absent from the ship uh, uh, goings-on that I usually am part of. Um, But no, I think Florian misheard. Uh, I'm working on hollow stuff, like holograms. Oh! Um, it's like a huge oh. personal project I've been working on. Wow. Um, but when I was telling Florian about it, we were both a little bit tipsy, so like, I might have slurred it, and they might have mis- he might okay. have misheard yeah, it. Okay. So, okay. yeah. Wow, there's a lot What of a funny mix-up, though. Red on my Hilarious. face. Hilarious. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I gotcha. I'll just, um, you know, we can just forget this ever happened because I didn't. I didn't mean to pry, obviously. So, well, I mean, hey, uh, you're sort of more or less the first person to actually like talk to me while I've been, you know, busy doing stuff. So, I mean, thanks for uh, checking up on me. I guess not. Not a problem. It's just. Uh, you know, I hear somebody's got a contagious disease. I might as well check up. Oh, that. Um, have a good day, Shay. I'm gonna. Lots of work to. Yeah, you know. Gotta. Hurt. And he'll just like turn, and this eight foot tall uh, <laughs> chestnut complexion will have this bright scarlet under hue to it as he just like bundles his big old shoulders and just marches down the hallway. Bye, Jeffy. Jeffy, I understand it's uh, probably heard it wrong. Just like I did with the yep. And he keeps walking. God damn it, uh. Florian! <laughs> <laughs> After two months, 
of hard work and effort. The Cole Foundation feels as though it can leave the world of Asclipsis behind. Safe in the thought that while the work here isn't done by any means, they can't become too reliant on the Cole Foundation for the everyday operation or else the work will never be done. At a certain point, you need to cut ties and leave. The Storm's Repose is needed elsewhere. At the end of that time, the new board of directors and Proctor Jalvin Frost have a large ceremonial presentation of the new Praxin government. Things seem well-ish off as you leave Asclipsis. You know several things happened over the course of the negotiations. The in-den times of all Praxa Group employees were reset to zero, effectively freeing anyone who wishes to leave the planet if they wanted to. The negotiated deals between the Department of Communications and the Fey of the Court of Mind was dissolved only to be renegotiated and re-engaged shortly thereafter, as the previous holders of those contracts no longer did so, they needed to be re-established. The weather control stations continue apace, creating the perfect environment for the creation of pharmaceutical plants and animals across the planet of Asclipsis. The Cole Foundation can leave this planet knowing that it has done everything it can to reestablish at least a functioning government, if not the perfect socialist utopia that Florian was hoping for. I'll get there. <laughs> Look, first you have to have a bourgeoisie revolution, and then you can have a socialist takeover. There's the stages to these things. But leastways... As the storm's repose is beginning to leave, Oswald, you submitted your article two days ago. Yes. Finally happy with the little bits of tinkering here and there, the semicolons, the Oxford commas, the ellipses, everything well-oiled and perfect. Yes. The footage and photos you submitted were thoroughly vetted and... Obviously, their authenticity needed to be confirmed. So not only did you need to upload those used for the articles, you also needed to upload the entirety of the footage so that it could be confirmed that it hadn't been tampered with. Mm. Now, that whole footage would never be released, but that is one of the protocols of the archive. So that the archive at least can confirm that all of the footage and still images you're producing are from a valid source. According to archive doctrine, once that has been confirmed, the original reel that you submitted would be deleted. With your trust in the archive being what it is, I'm assuming you went through with all of that? Yeah, I, the player, am very skeptical, but Oswald would, would not even think twice about it. He trusts, he trusts them. It has been two nerve-wracking days since you've submitted all of this to the archive. Two days of constantly checking your 
personal account to see what articles show up to see if this new one popped up on the top. When it does, you see that there is a mark next to the name. The editor that approved this selection is Editor New. The same editor that approved your piece on vampires. The alert that shows that your article has been processed and uploaded is followed very quickly by a second message from the board of editors of the archive approving you for promotion to senior field researcher. I'll have to get that verified check mark on. It, it does come with a pay decrease, though. So, you know. It actually comes with a monthly stipend. Ooh. On top of the commission you get for submitting articles, as well as the option to get personalized implants that will allow you to actively stream onto live archive feeds. Oh boy, Mike, this, this is <laughs> so fucked up. And again, the implants aren't like replacing your eyes. It is yeah. effectively, it could be as subtle, it could be replacing your eyes if you wanted them to be. I was going to say, but it could <laughs> though, right? But it could also just be as simple as little chips on the, the resting places where your spectacles sit on the side of your head, so that when your spectacles, like, click into place, whatever your spectacles are seeing are now uploading. Ooh. Yeah, I like that. It's still powered by your own personal etherics. It's still a... Of course. Bionic implant of a type. Although, I guess... I don't know what... I feel like avian ears are just, like, holes in the sides of their heads, but um, they sure. assume that there's... Some uh, equivalent. E exactly, yeah. But effectively, it would actively upload sensory data to the archive if you were in a situation where you felt that was necessary. Okay. Yeah. I think uh, Oswald is very excited about this. Uh, he is hoping that there is uh, like something written uh, officially uh, to give his title, uh, some kind of paperwork. Obviously, it's not paper, but, uh, you know, uh, I guess he could just save this message in a personal folder of his mm -hmm. called Oswald's Accomplishments. Basically, on your archive account, it, now instead of field researcher, it says senior field researcher. Exactly. Perfect. If you want, those implants can be forwarded and received by the Storm's Repose and installed in, I mean, there is a surgery suite on this ship. That's true. Uh, I suppose I'd need to get in contact with I'm trying to remember the medical officers. Dr. Naboda. Ah, Naboda, yes. Uh, so yeah, I would, I would probably go see Dr. Naboda, my good, good friend. <laughs> But that can all be sorted out as you are probably before the next mission. Yeah. Florian, you receive a message before the two months is out. Okay. It's a message that you've been dreading 
but maybe have expected. It's a message from home. Right. Do you open it? Or is it one of those things where you see the email from someone you don't want to read? From something you have been dreading you knew was probably coming? No, I, um... Orion is not one to, like... Yeah, I don't think he avoids it. Um, I think he, yeah, sees it, and I'll probably open it in Delphi, rather than... It's an electronic message, you receive it on a data pad. Yeah, but I, it still, it just, it feels, um... Sure. Safer. <laughs> the Dominion has visited Akalar. There were rumors that got out. Someone may have said your name. It's a warning. The warning also says, keep your distance. Probably for the best. Um, yeah, Florian, um, is this like a, is this like a do not reply email or is it from like, I don't know. Are we, are we talking more like coded language or is it just like a, like a... it's very blunt, very straightforward. Okay. Um, then yeah, Florian will no I, I Florian will uh respond like understood Shay mm -hmm. at the end of all of this you have a way of f discovering what size for lack of a better term of Faye is in these data chems. And that's a pretty good indicator of what it is. The more complex the creature, the larger data storage it would take up. Right. Going through these data chems, you can see that it's a lot of lower end stuff. Gremlins, Kappas, the occasional Jabberwocky. One data chem in particular, though. It's a big one. Your method here precludes actual contact with whatever's on this chem, but there is enough data here to indicate that there is a thinking, sentient creature captured on this chem. A pixie, maybe? Maybe bigger? Tough to say exactly. But you know, whatever they were doing down there on Asclipsis, they caught something big. And you walked away with it. <sighs> the other finder teams and other personnel of the Cole Foundation withdraw back to the storm's repose. The warp drives wind up. And that massive supercarrier, not supercarrier, large ship. Supercarrier is another thing entirely. It leaves the planet for a refit, a resupply. And a stop off at a trade hub before going on to the next mission. What that mission entails, I think we'll have to wait till next time to find out. But of course, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at MattComRPG. That's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. We also have an email address, which is MaterialComponentsRPG at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. You can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis, where I post art and post about Matcom. 
You can also find links to my Patreon and Society6 stores there so you can help support me. You can find me on Twitter at CryOutOlivia, um, where I talk about all sorts of stuff, including mostly tabletop RPGs. Uh, Come hang out. If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at The Readamus, where I post lots of pictures of my adventures and tweets about my shenanigans. I also run the Matcom RPG Instagram account, so you can also find us there at Matcom RPG. And you can support us by rating and reviewing our podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. And when you do, include the name of an NPC in the subject line of the of the review, and we will put that NPC into this campaign. That is absolutely true. And when you do, you can also find me on Twitter at MKGergoni, where I'm always happy to talk about all things Matcom and tabletop RPGs, such as our good, good friend Omatep, who you can also find on Twitter at NPC underscore AN, because even though he is not in this campaign... Yet, he is, of course, an important NPC. Thank you all so much for listening, and as always, the world, the galaxy, is chaos. So please, be kind to one another. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.